Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome again to another episode of Crosswinds Unleashed. Uh, In our podcast each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down really the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction and and what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. Uh, We uh, have already had a conversation in episode four uh, with Pastor Betty Ryan, executive pastor of Crosswinds Church. Uh, that talked about sort of her spiritual journey. We're going to turn the corner in this episode and talk a little bit about a ministry she's passionate about that she started attending and then all of a sudden became a leader in. And not only does she lead it here at Crosswinds, but has helped it actually be birthed out in churches throughout our region. Um, Before we dig into the conversation, I just want to say to you, if you want to learn more about this podcast or anything about Crosswinds, um, please visit our website at crosswinds.church where you can get a ton of information and even connect with us. So without any more hesitation, uh, Betty, thank you so much for being with us again for this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity whenever I can to be able to share about this important ministry, Celebrate Recovery. So thank you. So share with me. Uh, let's jump right into it. Share with me your journey uh, into Celebrate Recovery. Like, how, how did you hear about it? Um, were you at the church first? I mean, how, how did this thing come to be a part of your life? Sure. And in um, the previous episode, I talked a little bit about my husband's journey in attending church and coming to Crosswinds and our own spiritual journey as well. Uh, My husband had struggled in the past, and I have freedom to share this because we're a very confidential ministry, but I have freedom to share this. He had struggled with addictions in in the past in his younger years, and uh, we were married, and he was no longer acting out, if you will, on those addictions. But he hadn't addressed the underlying hurts and hang-ups that drew him to that path. And so uh, he began attending with me uh, crosswinds shortly, shortly after I started attending, not too long. And wouldn't it happen that one of those days, one of the pastors got up and spoke about this new ministry that was going to be starting at Crosswinds, and this new ministry was called Celebrate Recovery. And they were trying to find some people who might desire to participate and help in that particular ministry. And so my husband, new to faith, new to understanding, was raring to go, ready. And so he signed himself right up, and he was going to be participating in that and sharing some of his own journey of recovery. Well, me and my um, codependency, a word I learned later on in life, me and that journey, I said, if he's going, I'm going because I need to fix him. Little did I know that God had quite a journey, again, for me, and there was so much that I had to learn about myself. First and foremost was that I couldn't fix anybody, that my husband would be taking those steps himself to learn to grow deeper in Christ. And that the Lord would turn my whole life upside down with an understanding of the hurts and the habits and the things that I had to change in my own life to be able to know him at a greater level. So that's the start of our coming to celebrate recovery or beginning to understand it. Eventually, I would dig deep in. That's just my personality. I tend to go all in or or not. So as I did that and began to learn, there were opportunities and doors open to me at the ministry I remember the first time the leader of the ministry said to me, Betty, would you just do announcements for me? My heart said, absolutely not. And somehow my mouth said, okay. And so I did. I think a lot of us, that was our introduction to being up front in ministry was our, our, our mind going, I don't think that's going to happen. And then all of a sudden we say yes, and God uses it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. And I can tell you personally, it's, that's, that happens. 
So from there, uh, and uh, I've shared before again in the other podcast that I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to learn so much about God, and he had already accomplished so much in my life. How could I not want to learn more? So I started that journey, and I took classes, and I began to learn more and more and more, not telling anyone what I was doing. Well, the ministry leader found out that I was taking classes and shared with me that maybe ministry would be an opportunity for me, and I should begin to look into that. So again, we're back to that. My heart says what, but my mind said maybe. Maybe. I remember when I spoke to my husband about it the first time, he wasn't all on board to tell you the truth. He was a little nervous about the whole idea of it. So uh, I, I stepped back a bit myself. And then he came to me again within just a few weeks and he said, who am I to say no? Of course, you're going to take this journey and we're going to take it together. So that's what he did. And that's what we did. And the opportunity came for a leader that Celebrate Recovery, the person who was leading it, was stepping into a new role. So they offered me that opportunity. And I say that because it really was. When you jump in to do something that God has called you to do, and I can now see now that with the passion that he's given me, it's definitely a calling, that uh, there's no other place that I would have wanted to be. And so jumping into that these 15 years later— I have learned so much more about God, so much more about his power and his strength in people's lives when we'll just pay attention and obediently follow him. And so my journey through Celebrate Recovery has been bumpy and amazing and fun and hard and all of those things, and I I wouldn't change it. So you were a part of Celebrate Recovery from the beginning? So I joined as a participant, yes. My husband and I both joined as participants, and any wow. anyone in that leadership role at Celebrate Recovery first came as a participant. They did a 12-step, and I can share with you that 12 steps are not just for those who struggle with drugs and alcohol. They are for those who struggle with a hurt, a habit, or a hang-up, and we all have those in our life. So Celebrate Recovery is a ministry that is open to any and all. I'm very passionate about it. You can you can hear that, and if you give me the opportunity, I I enjoy sharing about all of the lives that I've seen changed. We have had, and I must share this, we have had seven people that I know of come through Celebrate Recovery and move on to ministry. You mean pastoral ministry? Pastoral ministry. Yeah. They're leading churches. They're leading other ministries in and around our surrounding areas, some right here at Crosswinds. It is amazing to see what God will do. And they started as a participant, again, not knowing where God was calling them either. I, I got to take a sort of a sidetrack, if you will, um, from Celebrate Recovery, not entirely, but you said something, and I think many of the people who will be listening to this podcast are either married or will be married at some point. And you talked about the fact that God was leading you to take this step in Celebrate Recovery, um, but your husband was hesitant, and you did something. You, you, you actually paused. And allowed, I, I assume, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm reading into it a little bit, if I am, correct me, allow God to be God in the midst of this. And so talk to me a little bit about that, because I think there's a lesson and also maybe a victory, because you talked about you went to celebrate recovery to fix Tim, and yet God had some work to do in you. And that seems like a pretty big decision that, and a victory of what God had done in that. You talked about codependency, and all of a sudden, no, 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 you're dependent upon God on that. You're saying, God, if you want me to do this, something has to happen within our marriage, within my husband, to, to take this step. 
Um, and, and it's not any type of hierarchical thing. It's just it's just a mutual respect of a husband and wife who love each other and are, and are journeying together. So talk to me about that. I think that would be helpful for anyone out there who's married or will be married and that whole idea of trusting God in the midst of this call and yet, you know, not on the same page right away. Yeah, it's a big deal. My past, before ministry, I call it my past life, uh, I was very much career-driven. And I was in business. I was traveling across the country. I And I found my worth in that. I found my worth in the next seminar or the next meeting or the next sale or whatever I was doing. That was where my worth was. When it came down to the Lord stripping some of that away, and there's a whole story in that in itself, I found that I needed to depend on him. Now, the Lord had brought my husband and I together for what it's worth, and and we had already, he had already done amazing things in our marriage when we began to not only come to, and I use crosswinds because that's where the Lord led us, but come to know him when we came to know him and started studying and learning about him together and then coming to celebrate recovery together. How would I imagine he would have done all of that work and then desire to separate us over a decision for ministry? That just didn't make sense to me. So I knew there was more to be done. And so rather than just pursue it on my own, thinking that was my old self, I desired to follow him. And I knew that if this was where he was leading me and I believed it to be, then he had some work to do and he was going to be working in my husband. And so together we waited on God. And waiting on him drew us together in that decision. And it was amazing to be able to do that. So I appreciate that you said it wasn't a hierarchy. It was mutual respect and love and seeing what God had already accomplished in our marriage. And he was going to do so much more, but we needed to let him. That's great. That's great. Well, let's go on. We'll go back to CR, but I, I think that would be helpful to, to any of us who are married again, who will be married, to sort of think through um, that idea of allowing God to be God in the midst of our of one of those key relationships, you know, in our in our life. Um, as we look at celebrate recovery, I had the opportunity to uh, speak there. Uh, you you invited me, and what a privilege it was. One of the things I said at at, at CR that night, but I believe with all my heart, is that celebrate recovery isn't something other than what God wants to do in crosswinds. It is crosswinds. It's as, it's as much as crosswinds, as student ministries, as crosswinds, kids' ministry, or weekend services, small groups. All this, really, all these uh, ministries uh, really are, are part of our what we believe God has called us to do as crosswinds. You know, and uh, if you go back to episode one, I talk about our vision framework a little bit, but just to, to review a little bit to, to sort of give a basis for this question, you know, we believe God's called us, our mission is to know God and make him known. Um, for us, we, we understand that that happens. Uh, God meets us where we're at, and so God calls us as crosswinds to meet kids and and students and adults right where they're at and help them take their next step with the Lord. Uh, we want to reach people to love a message of Jesus Christ so they'll believe, you know, enter into that relationship with the Lord. Uh, and once they believe, really, we, we want to raise them up and what it means to belong to God and his church and become the person God's created them to be. 
as we release them to bless others with the blessings they've they've received from the Lord. They're blessed to be a blessing is, is something that I like to say quite a bit because it's we see it over and over again as a sort of a scriptural mandate. So as, as we look at this, and there's so much more we could say about that framework, but again, I just challenge you, if you want to dive into it a little more, you can go to episode one. But how then, to, how does CR, how does CR, Celebrate Recovery, how is that a piece of Crosswind's mission, you know, uh, vision and strategy? So as you shared, the uh, mission is to know God and make him known. You know, that's that's what we desire to accomplish. And I think there's no better step or way that we can go about that process than to be vulnerable to him. And that's a real hard thing for us to do is to lay down ourselves for what God might have for us. And at CR, we recognize Jesus as our one and only higher power and true path to healing. And so it requires that we are vulnerable with him and with others. You know, scripture also teaches us that to confess to one another it's not because the one another that we confess to can change or heal us. It's because we've now lifted the shame and guilt. We no longer have to walk in secret, but we can now walk forward knowing that that was past and there's so much more that God has for us. So we believe that when we share the truth of that message, we provide opportunities for whole families to find healing. So when we talk about the mission and vision, when one person changes in a family, it is amazing to watch how he changes the rest. And so, yes, we desire to meet people right where they are. When I first attended CR, even as I sit here with you today, I am not fixed. I am in that process, and I am loving the idea to share that with other people. They don't have to be fixed or perfect to come through the doors of the church or of Celebrate Recovery. The point of that is to begin their own process of healing with Jesus. So we believe. We come to believe. And that's right in our step two. It says we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And then we belong. And that's in our step three of Celebrate Recovery. We made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. We know who we belong to. And to become, that that's the process of the rest of the steps in Celebrate Recovery. We, we do an inventory. We admit these things to God and to others. We, we're ready to have God take the next step, and, and we move on, and then we bless. What does that mean? Well, we make direct amends to people, and we forgive other people that we need to forgive in our lives. We continue on that process of healing, knowing it's not done. And then we seek through prayer to improve our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with others, and then we share our story. And that's believe, belong, become, and bless. It's such an intricate part of everything that we do at Celebrate Recovery. One of the uh, privileges I have uh, being lead pastor of Crosswinds is having the opportunity to hear people's stories. Uh, You know, the level of trust is something I always uh, believe to be sacred, I uh, always feel privileged when someone lets me in to hear what God's doing and what what he's uh, the the healing the the journey that he that he's bringing them through. Uh, I often joke, you've heard me say this that although no one has bro- ever broken the confidence of celebrate recovery, um they out themselves that you know people who perhaps were very hesitant even to go to celebrate recovery, some of them will share in their story. It took months for them to ever even show up. Are, are some now uh, of the most vocal who come and say, this is what God is continuing to do in my life. 
uh, let me know, uh, hey, I'm a part of this. I believe in this. You know, uh, the amount of uh, thank yous that I get for for supporting as lead pastor, which I can't imagine any lead pastor who wouldn't support what God's doing and celebrate recovery. It, it is just an amazing um, part of who we are as crosswinds. But but I think about that. I, I get to see people after many times they have said. I'm going to take this big step of faith and be a part of Celebrate Recovery. But I know I've had many conversations with individuals that I've suggested. You know, they say, what, what step would you suggest? And I say, well, here's something I would do. I would, I would explore Celebrate Recovery. And they just aren't doing it, right? Some, and so I, the question I want to ask is, what challenges do you see facing um, people that keep them from participating in CR, keep them from even coming in the door on a Friday night? Two things. The first one is denial. So we believe we can do it by ourselves. And when we believe we can do it and make the changes that we need to make by ourselves, we're not letting God in either. We may think we are because we're attending church, but we're not. And through a ministry like Celebrate Recovery, we begin to open the door of understanding to why that is so important in your recovery. My husband shared with me once through his own journey, his own recovery, he said, that he did go to some of the secular meetings and some of those places that would help him, and they helped him to stop some of the physical aspects of his addiction, but it was God who filled the missing hole. He, need, there was, there, he knew something was missing. He knew something was missing, and that was it for him, which can, helped him to continue on his journey. And so I think people have shame, and they have to realize that that shame Although sometimes it can bring us to conviction and help us, when it's deep-rooted and affects our ability to move forward, it needs to be removed. We need to go forward with that. And there's fear of change. What if it doesn't work? What if I do have to change and now I can't depend on these things I did before? There's a fear of change. There's a skepticism. It's hard. So it's hard to make some of those changes that you need to make in your your life. But I can tell you with uh, confidence it's easier than what you're doing now. So it may be hard, but when you begin to make those changes and watch what God does, it's so much better than where you are today. That's great. Uh, you've already um, spoken this a little bit, but I, I'm going to ask you to sort of broaden a little bit the, on this topic of, you know, celebrate um, recovery, right? Herbits, <laughs> Herbits. Habits, uh, hurts, and hangups. Um, we all have them. And, uh, and so in that sense, you know, um, in our spiritual journey, uh, recovery is something that all of us uh, are experiencing. Uh, a Christian word for recovery really is sanctification, um, which means, you know, becoming more like Christ in our character and our love and our purpose and our priorities. And, and so when you look at this, the word recovery sometimes can be a, a hanging point for people. You know, they may say, well, I'm not, I'm not dealing with a drug addiction, I'm not dealing with an alcohol addiction. And, and, and those words, reco- the word recovery sometimes seems to be tied to those two things. Celebrate recovery definitely would help people in that situation. But it's so much broader than that. And so would you speak to like the type of, um, I, I'm trying to find the right word, the type of uh, challenges that people are facing that coming to CR um, would help them face in Christ's help, with Christ's help. When I first walked through the doors of Celebrate Recovery myself, I did not struggle with addiction, but I struggled with hang-ups and hurts from my past. And again, those hang-ups were fears and resentments and anger and some of those things that were walls to my ability to grow in my faith with Christ. And so I think the challenges that Celebrate Recovery can help you overcome are deepening your faith. 
we all go through these valleys and these highs in life. And we need to understand that God is in the midst of all of it. And so it helps to deepen your faith. It's understanding that just because the world's ideas may say, this is okay, don't worry about it. It doesn't mean that it's something that you're doing that will help yourself. And certainly doesn't mean that it's something that you're doing that will honor God. And if you're not in a a place where your desire is to heal and do things that where the Lord may have you, you're stuck. And that's hard for people to admit. I'm not stuck, but truly you are. If you're not going further in this faith journey, you're stuck. Um, Forgiveness of yourself and others is a challenge. Ability to make amends is a challenge. And let me just say that we don't have to be a slave to our hurts, habits, and hangups. And we are if they are limiting our ability for relationship with Jesus and with others. We are a slave to them. We don't even see it. But we don't have to be. You know, you've already talked about the fact that you've had uh, with several individuals who have come through CR who um, not only have, have learned what it means to be a part of that, that journey of healing, um, but now are actually uh, fulfilling the role of pastor in, in different areas. But I, I just wonder, again, sort of broad, more broadening that a little bit, how do you see CR reaching beyond our, our church campus, if you will, the walls uh, of where we meet here in Canadagua, although we have a campus at Hopewell and certainly an online campus? But as we talk about sort of this, this campus, how do you see CR reaching beyond um, the walls here and it really impacting, making a kingdom impact in our community? I think part of that is one changed life changes a family and it changes the people within your circle and in your community. Imagine the impact from just one person changing. That's a big deal. And so the kingdom act, the kingdom impact when we allow people to recognize their identity and their worth in Jesus is is overwhelming. And he does it so often one person at a time from our vantage point, but really he's changing whole communities. And uh, when the healing starts, uh, it's a ripple effect. Christians no longer have to be held back by some stigma. There is so much more available. So it's a big question, but that would almost be how I would put it in a nutshell, if you will. How many um, celibate recoveries, you know, so you're, you're leading here, but how many celibate recoveries have you helped start within the region and beyond? Many, many. Just off the top of my head, I can think of maybe 10. Right, right, right. You know, and I just spoke to someone last week, a bigger church in uh, a different area than ours, so a couple hours drive, who has asked us for information and help, and we love it. Because when we're able to do that, again, it takes us back to our roots. And it takes us back to reminding us where we came from and grows our faith again, encourages us, energizes us. It's like planting a church when we're planting one of those Celebrate Recoveries. I love those opportunities. You know, you say planting a church, and and of course the people are the church. But a lot of times when we think of church, we're thinking of a service. And I just want to encourage anybody who has never attended a Celebrate Recovery Night, um, if you want to get a feel uh, for what I believe heaven worship is, uh, you know, fellowship, uh, you should stop in and, and be a part of just the, just the authentic, genuine 
uh, worship that happens there. And I, I just sort of my a little uh, uh, PR, uh, as far as that goes, a little challenge to people out there uh, as a side note, I guess, of, of what we're talking about here. Um, but let me let me ask you this question. Um, I talked, like I said, I was, I was at CR Friday night uh, a couple weeks ago, and I talked about the fact that Celebrate Recovery is not, a, is not like a just a part of our church. It is the church. Like I don't, I don't see our student ministry as part of the church. It is the church. You know, and what I mean by that is it's, we're, we want to have silos here. We don't do our own thing, so to speak, although we do unique things in each of our ministry. We're, we're all working together um, to, to meet this amazing uh, mission that God's given us to know him and make him known and to meet people right where they're at and help them take their next step. I mean, that's part of our vision, right? Um, believers uh, sharing their faith. So we have other believers, disciples to disciples, you know, small group, small group, campus, campus, church, church, really mission uh, to mission, right? This idea of starting even uh, celebrate recovery in other churches would be part of really what we're about as Crosswinds. We're, we don't, we're not building our kingdom. We're building God's kingdom. And so if we think of the, the broader Crosswinds family then, those who maybe don't attend Celebrate Recovery, uh, maybe some of them should, um, but we won't go into that, right? Uh, but, but those who are, how can the Crosswinds family as a whole support their CR brothers and sisters? I guess that's the question. How can the, the church family as a whole here at Crosswinds and, and elsewhere, if other people are listening from other churches and have a ministry like this or just in general, uh, I think we all should uh, acknowledge that we're all on a healing journey of, of one sort or another. But how can a Crosswinds Church family help their CR brothers and sisters in their journey of knowing God and making him known? I think entering into life together is very important. You don't have to be afraid of the questions and the struggle because God is in control. So we don't have to feel like we need to have all the answers or control it. But when we enter into life and just care for one another, it can make all the difference when someone's having a bad day, when someone is getting ready to take a big step. Having someone just to talk to or to listen is huge. And so I encourage people to just learn more. It is not a ministry for those people. It's really a ministry for us. And, you know, we say all the time, you're those people too. Whether we are ready to go there or not, I encourage people to try the healing themselves. Try it and see what it is that God, I didn't think I had anything to worry about, but yet God turned my life upside down in a very positive and good way. Ask questions. If you know someone who is struggling, share it with them and attend with them. You can attend too. It's okay. Attend with them as well. Talk about it in your own circles. You know, when you have, when you're with circles of people, share uh, the stories that you've heard, you don't have to have all the answers to just share a little bit about Celebrate Recovery. And then again, I'm right back to be willing to help someone in need. In the way that God has gifted you, use that to help somebody else. And, and that's the way we can begin to share Celebrate Recovery. Yeah, one of the descriptions I use quite a bit about the church is that we're a sacred mess. Uh, sacred because God's a part of it and messy because we are. And I'll often say that if you don't think you're messy, you're probably the messiest among us, right? Because acknowledging the fact um, that we all have our habits and, and and all those things really hurts and hangups. I mean, it, we we all have those three things. They may be at differing degrees. Um, they may be some of them very um, um, out outward, uh, where people can see them, and then some of them may be very inward, where no one else can know it, but but me and God. But it's still there and needs to be dealt with. And, and I often would say to people, you know, well, maybe CR is not for you, but if CR is not, then where? 
you know, where, you know, and and if you haven't tried it, how do you know, would be another thing I would add there. Well, sort of as we, as we wrap up our time together, and there's so much more, I'm going to have to invite you back on because there's so much more that we could talk about, uh, about your testimony and certainly about your work with CR. But I know that confidentiality is a big deal at CR, so I would never ask you to betray that. But I know you have at least a story. Maybe it's your personal story or a story that you would say, this is life change. These are the type of things that happen at CR. And I know a lot of people will tell you in CR, you can use my story. So if you if you share something, it's something I know that you've already gotten permission for. But share with me one, one of your favorite CR stories. And there's a ton of them, so I just put you on a big spot there. Yeah, I think one of my favorite stories is someone who has been a participant in our ministry for a long time, and they uh, walked in the door when they were 50 years old. And when they were 50 years old, God grabbed a hold of them. They were one of the ones who came to the parking lot and left. And then they came in, and they came in for a few months, and then they were better, and they left. And then they came back because they knew that this thing was a lifelong process for them. Their life has completely changed. What was was a damaged marriage and uh, kids being separated from them, no relationships in their family, selfishness, all of these things. What is today is restoration, Um, a good marriage, relationships with kids and now grandkids, and so much more that is still in the future. And Faith, it doesn't mean life is not still throwing hurdles and struggles, but there is a faith there that allows this individual to see through some of that. Well, if you can't catch um, Betty's excitement for CR, then you haven't listened to the podcast. So go back and listen to it again. Uh, she's not only passionate about it, she's, she's really committed to it. God God has just led her in this amazing ministry to lead it and to... Uh, over the years, make an impact on so many people's lives uh, through this ministry. And so if, if you want more information on Celebrate Recovery, all you need to do is go to, again to crosswinds.church, and you can find out a ton of information. You can connect um, with uh, one of the leaders, and, and they can let you know um, times and dates and all those things you can find on our website. Uh, but I would just encourage you, again, uh, if you're thinking, well, CR is not for me, I would just ask him what is, because uh, all of us need to at least be a part of Something in your life that helps us on this recovery journey. Uh, also, if uh, if you're if you're hesitant uh, to go, um, you know, just at least reach out to one of the leaders and help them encourage you. Uh, let me tell you something. I have been able to be there on several nights, and I have never been around a more welcoming group of people uh, who accept you just where you're at and just want to uh, help invite you on the journey all of us are on uh, of becoming that person who God's created us to be. So I hope you'll check out Celebrate Recovery. Uh, again, you can go to crosswinds.church to learn more about that. For now, uh, I'm Craig Cooper. I'm the host of this podcast, also lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill. He's the producer of this podcast. And as I like to say, everything that works uh, is because of him and everything that doesn't, I'm still learning. So thank you for uh, your patience with me as we continue on this journey of this podcast. I hope we'll be uh, going for many years to come. Uh, Join us next week as we continue in our podcast, uh, Unleashed, of course, uh, desiring just to see people unleashed for the kingdom. Uh, Until next time, be blessed and bless others. 